Hey, this is Kellen from Wizard Tricks, and this is the Order Podcast. Really excited about this episode. We have two very cool topics for you guys today. So I'm going to let everyone introduce themselves, and then we'll get to it. Hey, y'all. This is Lynette from Wizard PhD. Podcast. Really excited. And uh, this is James over Expecto Go. And I'm Sue. All right, nice. So the first um, topic for today is what we've been discussing with PVP, the announcement yeah. of PVP in Pokemon Go. So let's see what you guys think about that. Let's see. Um, I about to say, I'll start us off. Like when I found out it was coming out like way back, I was like, okay, they were just teasing it. But they finally, like they had the images, they teased it with the graphs and then the exclamation point. And then they finally like show, you saw the battlefield and everything. So I was like, this is happening. Like this is going to happen. So I was, like really stoked because that's a big part of Pokemon. And um, like then I automatically thought Wizards Unite. We know it's going to be in there now because they're testing it with Pokemon. So like I was, I was hyped. What about you? I'm excited. I I didn't like expect this at all. Like I feel like we've gone from absolutely nothing to just like so much, so much information that yeah. we can at least speculate on if yeah. nothing else. So it's yeah. just I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, this entire month of November has been like hype season <laughs> which i guess makes sense but like november is my month next next year i'm going to be looking at november see like what else <laughs> but i'm also like really excited about the different tiers because so i was watching trainer tips and he was kind of talking about liking having a challenge and so like i also when i play games i kind of like i like that kind of limitation or some sort of like threshold where it might be more challenging if I only can use my baby Pokemon or under 1500 and I so I think that's going to be really exciting as part of it. Yeah, that was originally in the uh, in the video game series with the battle tree, the battle mansions, all that you have like three tiers and everything and you can only use three Pokemon as well. So like that's also from the original game series. So it was smart to kind of carry a little bit from the game over into Pokemon Go, at least introducing PvP. So I thought that was like pretty hype. Yeah, I think that was definitely the best move they could have done, creating the different tiers. Like you said, it's definitely something they've taken from the main series games. Uh, they've been doing that since, I think, probably, I think since the, I wasn't, I'm not sure if it was in the original, but I know it was definitely in like yeah. second gen or third generation, they really started introducing that heavily into battling. So they've been doing it for a long time, and I think it's a very successful uh, system. Yeah. And I think yeah. they need that for for Pokemon Go, especially with the fact that people are so concerned about spoofers and right. just being too powerful and stuff like that. So if you can break it up into tiers, then I think, uh, one, it's going to have a good interaction because I think the other thing they want is the fact that there are some players who are level 40 and have all these Pokemon pumped up, but then yeah. there's a handful of players that are a little bit more casual and don't have... Maybe they are high level, but they don't necessarily have all their Pokemon powered up because they don't just grind on Stardust all day long. So, and I was wondering because like um, I, they didn't really talk about the mechanics yet, whether it's the tap and swipe or if there's anything. But uh, to your point, Lynette Trainer Tips kind of also touched on how I think the um, guy's name was Adam from IGN kind of talked about how it was going to be very strategic, particularly with the lower levels, great and ultra. So I was like, that might mean they're changing or getting rid of the old battle system, tap and swipe, and introducing something new, which I am very interested in seeing. Yeah, I think we could definitely have a new battle rework. I know some people are really concerned about that. Yeah. But I think part of this is a potential battle rework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And especially with the NPC, like no player, um, non-player character, I don't know if we're going to be going against like the computer as well as each other. Cause that, I think that might be a good way to like grind or get better in the game or even level up your Pokemon or level up your character as well. So I'm, there's a lot they could do with this. I was super stoked about it, really. No, for yeah. sure. I think Niantic's experimenting a lot, which makes sense. So, like, they are positioning themselves as this pioneer in AR mobile gaming. And so I think that a lot of the partnerships that we've been seeing come out or press releases are leading to some really interesting things. So one um, tweet that I saw, it was like maybe a month ago, it was, it was in Japan and they were testing out, it was like a full VR headset that people were wearing. This was kind of around the same time that they were talking about like the audio, like using mm -hmm. audio and kind of yeah. seeking out yeah. items or Pokemon or stuff like that. Um, but they had VR headsets and they were like, I mean, holding onto a pole and like walking around, but like what they were seeing, it was walking up to the top of a Pokemon gym. And so, yeah. Cool. I think that I think that there's a lot of potential of what's to come for any sort of not just Pokemon Go, but like in Wizards Unite of whatever sort of battling or like point of interest gym type location yeah. and how that interaction could be with like the game computer itself or with other people. So I'm just I'm like super geeking out about all of this. <laughs> and it makes me wonder about the uh, Samsung rumor thing that like came out this week and now like the announcement with PvP because like I know with uh, Epic Games with Fortnite they kind of uh, joined with Samsung and you kind of got the beta first before everybody else and stuff. So like with Wizards Unite with the forty million dollar deal, I don't know if they'll be getting the beta. If they're going to be using the uh, the VR stuff with that they have with Samsung. All of that, that's a great point you brought up in that with the possibilities, especially with AR and now with PvP. Like, that was a great point. Yeah, I think the Samsung deal is very interesting because they've done work with Apple quite a bit. So yeah. it's interesting to kind of, if, if they are going to change their position, because Apple's expressed an interest in working very closely with them with AR technology and building out those features for their devices. So it's interesting that Samsung kind of wants, potentially wants to come in there and kind of right. switch that out. But one question I have for you guys on PVP is, you know, we talk all, we just talked a bunch about the tier system and how we really like that within Pokemon Go. How could they apply that to Wizards Unite? That, that boils down to just if they're going to be training. So like with the, uh, the task force, right? Maybe you have to level up a certain way using different spells to get better. Maybe there's tiers before you are able to use uh, certain ex more experienced spells, especially when you're trying to catch beasts or magical items in the mobile world. I think that's a cool little way to train while not having to be out and about talking with your friends and trying to train. You can train by yourself. So I think the tier system, I think, will be pretty cool with that. What about you? Um, I'm a little bit confused about what the tier system means for people who don't play Pokemon Go. I'm sorry. So, okay, so what it seems like is that it's like a, like you're, you're basically grouped in people that you can like duel against. Is that what you're saying? Right. Like based on skill level? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not great at speculating, so it's hard for me to like do this, but I think there's a lot of different ways that they, that it, 
that it would make a lot of sense in Wizards Like you obviously can't jump right in and be catching like a classification five level beasts and you right. can't just jump in and be fighting like dark wizards or whatever. So it makes sense you have to be leveling up somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what like who will we be dueling in Wizards Unite? You know what I mean? Like what kind of I don't I don't know what kind of like yeah. way that they'll bring PvP into right, it, you right, know? Because right. we're uniting against somebody else. So why would we be dueling each other? Like what do you guys think? Well, in Hogwarts Mystery, when you duel, part of it is, like, it, your character is kind of trying to prove something. And so, like, getting, progressing and, like, using a specific spell, which is interesting because I would like to see, like, what does everyone baseline start with in terms of what do we know? Because, right. I mean, I know that I'm older, but, like, they're going to be younger people. So it's not set in Hogwarts, I guess, is my point. So it's not mm -hmm. like we're going from year one to year seven, like, progressing that way. Mm -hmm. So does everyone have a baseline, or is it how, how will they introduce that? Because I do think that one way would be to unlock, like, a more advanced spell. And so dueling could be... Um, that it depends on if so again I'm, I'm holding out if they do something that's skill based that might be interesting as well of like the tiers might be based on if we're doing professions or if we're doing like attribute skill levels and so like that could be something potentially although I don't know exactly how that would pan out but um, because we know so little it's I'm with you Sue. like it's really hard to speculate I could like talk about these are cool things that I would like um, which I think is kind yeah. of what we're doing right now but I don't know it'll be fun I don't know what we'll be doing but I know it'll be fun <laughs> like, I don't know yeah I mean we really have a, a basic plot but then how are they gonna build a game around that plot and right. there truly are so many things that they could do with it that pvp is, is very interesting i mean dueling is gonna absolutely in my opinion gonna be part of the game so i maybe in terms of pvp maybe you're not battling against you could be battling against dark wizard but you could be battling against you know someone else in terms of training or prepping or because yeah. They do that a little bit in Hogwarts Mystery too, where you are progressing and learning new spells and proving yourself. But yeah. you know, when you talk about dueling club, there yeah. could be something like that where there's there's training, you yeah. know, in the in the task force. Yeah, yeah. It would be, be kind of cool if there was sort of like a bounty system, like a like if like in, like you know how we have raids and they start at a certain time. What if you have to be the first person to get to something or in the first group of people to get an artifact or whatever, then that would be cool because it would be a little bit of competition and maybe you could be dueling each other there, but it's not really uniting, but it would be kind of cool. Like you get mm -hmm. rewarded for being the first one there to get the muggles away from this area and yeah. protect the secrets, you know what I mean? So I don't know. My only concern with uh, PVP is the real time um, calculation. I know with like the Pokemon raids, the DPS uh, um, damage per the second or over time. Um, I know when we were out raiding last night, Cresselia, uh, a lot of people lag, and so they don't get a, as much DPS as some of the other ones, so they don't get enough Pokeballs to catch uh, Cresselia or whatever legendary raid. So it's going to be interesting switching over to uh, Wizards Unite. Will the best person who has the best network or phone just like be able to beat them like automatically? So I'm going to be interested to hear uh, in the future how Niantic kind of fixes that, because that's a problem at least now in the gym systems and stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think there's going to be some of that to whatever degree, just the nature of the technology. 
But I do think they are working on ways to create a system that is sending the information to, up to the server and then back down the phones in more of an efficient way. So it's more in real time. And I think particularly with Codename Neon, that's yeah. what they've been working on is, is having that interaction very quickly between a group of, of phones. So I, th I think they're, they're trying to work on that technology. And I think that is truly the biggest barrier to yeah. creating a real-time yeah. type of a game is being able to have that communicate up to a phone, down to the other phone, and, and back, back and forth. So we'll yeah. see what they do. Like, so if it's coming soon, which I do think that it'll come before the end of the year because they announced, you know, yeah. it, then you you are, for it to be released for a huge player base like Pokemon Go, it's going to be good enough. And then they can continue working on it by the time Wizards Unite comes out. So at least we have some sort of buffer time to figure out whatever yeah. issue we're at. Okay. And, and I think that's ultimately why they're... Yeah, that, that's why they're doing it, yeah, I think, in Pokemon Go. And, and that's why I thought that Pokemon Go is going to get PvP before Wizards Unite gets released mm -hmm. because they're trying to test out this technology and get it into a system that's workable so that when they release Wizards Unite, they can bring it into a new a new system, a new way that has a lot of uniqueness that's different, much different than Pokemon Go, but has the back-end technology built around it that's been tested on a massive scale. So I think ultimately that's what they're trying to do with Pokemon Go and why why we haven't seen Wizards Unite yet. I mean, they've been working on Codename Neon for a long time, which is truly the, the game they've been testing this technology out on, on a, on a much smaller scale. So we'll see, we'll see what they do, but the plans are progressing for Niantic, and it's pretty clear to see that they're they're making headway. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's a really good sign that they're not rushing Wizards Unite. Like it seems like they're really waiting until they have everything ready, so that when it launches, like we're gonna have all the functionality that that we need to play the game, and it won't be a big debacle when they the game drops and no one can play it because it's crashing or whatever. I think when it comes, I think because they're being so slow with this and because they're testing out so many things with Pokemon Go, I think it's going to be really awesome immediately. <laughs> like, I think I think they're really working to make it great, and that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. So the other t um, topic I want to talk about was the tourism and the partnership that they recently started. Maybe you guys can t talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I know, Nat, you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I stopped my antic, basically. I'm all over you. <laughs> so, uh, with this press release, this is a partnership with the a program for the UN, which is it, it's called the Travel Enjoy Respect Program, and it's built to promote sustainable tourism around the world. Um, so, there's a lot of the reason that I find this really interesting is that I'm like hardcore champion of like the general mission of Niantic wanting people to explore their communities, their neighborhoods, their world. And um, with that, you can untap really rich history. So for example, I before I lived in Arizona, I lived in Lansing, Michigan. And um, Lansing is the capital of Michigan, but it's not very well populated. Michigan in general is a rural state, like people are spread out. Um, and I mean, it's a beautiful state. So there's like a lots of like space to fill. 
And uh, I lived in the middle of downtown Lansing with my partner and it was always like dead on the weekends. Nobody would come to downtown Lansing. And then in 2016, Pokemon Go launched and it, that completely changed. And it was just such a contrast that I, like I knew when Pokemon Go launched, like this is something, we're onto something, this is gonna be something really cool. Especially, I mean, cause I live downtown, but I would always say like, it would be so cool. All these local venues, local shops, restaurants, like there's so much that could be happening in this and have this energy of the downtown area that I lived in that wasn't there. And Pokemon Go was like, an activity that brought people together to do something like that. And I mean, Lindsay itself like tried to do initiatives like be a tourist in your own town where they would have like a little passport booklet. So I'm, I got excited by this because I think focusing on like large cities are great. I love to travel. I love large cities. I love, you know, the touristy type thing, but thinking about tourism as like, what is the physical geographical space you're occupying and how can you tap into like the rich history of that and bring people together that are neighbors? Like that's kind of what I'm, I, I'm just looking forward to stuff that they might do. And I'm wondering if y'all have any thoughts or ideas of things that they could implement. No, um, when you had sent the link, like I kind of, I was reading the article and what they're, who they're teaming up with and what they're trying to do. And it looks like it's um, a little bit of augmented reality as well. So like you're going, to, let's say you're on a cruise or you're somewhere else and you get to explore venues before you even go there via VR or augmented reality and stuff. Um, so it kind of lets people explore cultures as well. Like if I'm from the United States, I can explore Asia, Europe, I've never been there. So it gives you an opportunity to get a taste of what those countries or cultures have in store via augmented reality, VR, and everything. What was cool was I was trying to think like, okay, with you, with it tonight, how would that interact? Mm -hmm. Hey, there's regional beasts in the Harry Potter universe. So let's say you're on a tour, you're going over there, you can use augmented reality via, you know, whatever, and you can catch regional beasts as well. That's one way Wizards Unites could interact with uh, Niantic and the tourism industry, and let you catch whatever the beast or these particular items, region specific. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it could be like, so in the trailer for Pokemon Go with the giant Mewtwo that John Hankey's like, that's like what we're trying to go for. Right. Like I can totally see something like that. Uh, but I also think like with, so I am so fascinated with AR, VR technology just in general, because I think that it makes our world so much more magical. Like, mm -hmm. so I'm also thinking of like, it. I don't know if they would do this because so much of their games are like, you know, physical location where you are to be able to access what's around you. But like, if you could just like briefly apparate to like somewhere else and like, you know, you know, like that would be so cool. Or even like the postcards when we send gifts to each other in Pokemon Go, if like we could send regional items to people and like that could be helpful for whatever we're trying to do. Like I there's so cool. I do think that with AR technology becoming more mainstream and what that allows companies to then invest in the technology and making it better. I think that in the near future, we're going to continue to have things like this just blow up and really have what John Hankey's in, you know, envisioning uh, being able to have Pokemon and, you know, running around and be able to see them potentially, you know, AR glasses and all types of things like that. 
And I do think eventually with the progression of the technology, we're going to start getting based off of the games that people like or the experiences that people like, such as Pokemon Go, we'll start having buildings pop up that are specific to those things because they'll they'll be able to generate income based off of their technology and being a hotspot for people who enjoy that experience. So like a gym, you know, someone being able to host a gym and, you know, things like that and competitions and who knows, maybe there's an entry fee. That's how they, they make money. If there's entry fee to challenge the gym and, you know, and have that AR technology set up that way where it's, it becomes even that much more real because the building is set up specific for that AR application. So, Cool. I think that's where we're really going with their technology and when we talk about traveling and, and making that something that is interesting, how, how that really ties in is you may want to go to a gym or you may want to battle, you know, you may want to be Ash and travel to another, <laughs> a, another you know, continent and yeah. try to battle that gym because it's prestigious, you know. Right. So I think that's where we're going with AR technology and gaming and these different experiences that are going to not just want to be traveled to get to a new location or see a new place or catch regional Pokemon, but to actually go to a certain place because of the AR technology that's in that specific location that you can see and feel and interact with on a level that uh, you have to do in person. Right, right. Oh, man, so it'd be like a playground, but for AR. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Yeah. so cool. That is such a cool idea. Like the possibilities are endless with that stuff. I'm sitting here thinking about books I've read where AR kind of takes a like center stage in real life. And it's like the stuff that I've read about in these sci-fi books. And I'm like, wow, that would be so cool. Like this is what's happening now. You know what I mean? And it's just really cool. Like there's so many applications. I'm just really, really excited to see what they decide to do. Absolutely. I mean, I really see AR developing where you you have books and movies like Ready Player One where yeah. someone goes into another world on, on a digital level. I mean, I see that being possible. What, what I think is going to happen is the fact is, is the inverse of that. AR is going to enter our world rather than us going to an AR world. Right, 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 right. No, because uh, like speaking of other worlds, like NASA just had the Mars rover like live feed with the 360 and like I mean, literally, so cool. it was crazy. Like you're looking at Mars, like yeah. you're right there. You're looking at the skyline. There's mountains the back there. The sky wasn't blue. Like it, it wasn't was blue. So like, <laughs> and, like you're on Mars. Like you're looking at it. So I, yeah. I can imagine with the optics and everything, like you just feel like you're there. So there's so many applications they can apply this with, particularly with the video games. And um, I trust Niantic, like they've been killing it this year and I cannot wait for next year to 2019 what they're gonna introduce. It's gonna be exciting time. Definitely, definitely. Well, awesome guys. I appreciate you joining for me this call. This has been an awesome discussion, some great topics today. Uh, So thank you for that. Uh, So hope you guys all enjoyed. We'll have another one coming soon. So definitely check us out. Subscribe so you get our notifications when we go live. Uh, And you guys can definitely check out all of our past episodes. We have a bunch of good ones uh, with a bunch of other great YouTubers. So check those out as well. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.